0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. We are live today. I'm one of your hosts, Keisha Milana.
1: And I am your other
0: host, Nakia Smith. And today we are talking about all things insurance. So insurance is technically a form of self-care, and we're going to tell you some more information about how. But before we even get into all the details and the juicy specifics, we're just going to tell you a brief overview of what is insurance. So just like different types of life insurance, is different types of business policies too. So the two most common ones that I've seen just when working in insurance were a general liability policy and a workers' compensation policy. So that covers the workers' compensation covers your workers in case they get hurt on the job. And when I tell you I have seen it, I used to deal with people's claims. People calling us. It was literally a cupcake shop in Georgia, in East Point. And they had an employee who got hurt on a job. I don't know how you get hurt making cupcakes, but he did. And their policy had lapsed. That was not pretty. So please make sure that you're always keeping your policies up to date, checking on them. But a workers' compensation policy is a good idea if you work with any type of industrial equipment. If you do work in like food servicing, because that deals with a lot of hot stuff, somebody could drop something on themselves and burn, like get some nasty burns. It's just so much that could happen. And then the general liability policy that one does not cover anything for your business. I repeat, that policy does not cover anything for your business. A liability policy covers your customers or someone that you're doing work for tries to sue you pretty much or tries to make you at fault for damages to their home, damages to them. Like you could get sued for stuff like slander or libel. If you have a policy that has slander or libel covered, you're going to be covered. So when they try to take you to court, You like, uh uh, I got insurance. Like, it's okay. I'm not paying you nothing. So, just something to be mindful of again, a liability general liability policy for your business covers the other people, not you. So, that's something to think about. But that doesn't mean it's not valuable or important. It just means that you need to make sure you have your own stuff covered as well, whether it's through workers' comp whether it's through getting insurance to cover yourself personally, if you don't have a big business, you might not need a big like workers comp policy because with workers comp, the worker is technically suing the employer for whatever they got hurt for. So if you like a one person business so far, you wouldn't sue yourself. So you wouldn't need a workers compensation policy yet. And again, I don't know all the rules for all the states, but in Georgia, I want to say it was like if you have at least 10 employees. So again, even if you have nine, though, that don't mean you can't get it. It's just saying it's legally required once you hit that 10 employee threshold. So it's just something to think about. And again, it's always important to talk to your insurers, talk to your financial advisor, because... Again, you wouldn't need a workers' comp policy if you're the only worker, like if you just have your own business where you work for yourself. But you would definitely want a general liability policy because anything can happen. I know even with me, like people who deal with wellness or life coaching, they might think like, oh, I'm just a life coach. Like I just meet with clients on Zoom. Like I don't need insurance policy. Wrong. Because if you tell somebody something and they kill themselves or something, I don't know, or if you didn't do a risk or not even just a life coach, let's say a therapist. If you didn't do a risk assessment well enough and somebody commits suicide, their family can sue you if you didn't do the risk assessment correctly or document it. And you can't prove that you did the risk assessment. So again, stuff like malpractice insurance, that's technically covered under business policies, things of that nature. And I know even when I was an a intern, they made us get malpractice insurance for the year. And it was relatively cheap. I want to say like maybe 30 bucks for a hundred thousand dollars in general liability so that means if we said something we weren't supposed to and the client sued us or sued whatever we were interning at we would be covered up to a hundred thousand dollars so again if you have a business that's relatively small might be good enough because you're like, oh, it's not going to be that much because I only got maybe 12 clients or 20 clients or something. But once you get bigger and you start having more employees and you don't know what your employees are always saying to clients or customers, you want to up that limit because you also pay insurance based on how much coverage you get. So if you have a bigger business, $100,000 is not going to cut it. That's going to be enough for like one lawsuit. You need probably a million dollars in coverage, maybe even five million. As you grow, you're going to need more insurance. So that's something to think about as well. Just budgeting for insurance. Make sure you think about, are my needs this year the same as last year? Do I need to budget more? Do I need to budget less? And I'm not saying, you know, don't go down on insurance but I would probably never go down. Like, I don't know. I would just always want at least the same coverage as last year. So I would just be thinking about, do I need more coverage this year?
1: Yes. It's like so much insurance information out there that you can find online, Google. Do your Googles, y'all, because I think because owning a business is very popular right now, that people forget the legal aspect of business. So always be mindful because, that's the word of my of the night, being mindful <laughs> of what you are getting yourself into when you are starting these businesses. OK, so I guess we're going to move on to the next homeowners and renters insurance now.
0: Yes. So homeowners insurance and renters insurance. Well, first of all, homeowners insurance, before you even get the whatever to start, like your mortgage lender is going to ask you for that homeowners insurance you're not getting around that for sure. But homeowner's insurance is pretty much to cover damages that happen to your home and it covers the structure of your home. So it covers the home. Let's say you have a garage attached. It covers the garage. It doesn't cover all the stuff in your home. That's one thing I learned. Renters insurance covers all your things in your home because you technically don't own the dwelling. So you can't cover... The actual building that's for your whoever your landlord, whoever your landlord is, or your company that owns your apartment, they are in charge of the actual structure insurance. That there, that would technically be their homeowners insurance. You, as a renter, only cover the stuff that's in your property. So, most renters' policies start the minimum you could get is probably around twenty thousand dollars in coverage. So you really want to think like, do I have more than $20,000 worth of stuff? If so, up the limit, get you some more. Because if your whole house, ha- when you're thinking about how do I decide like how much all my stuff is worth, if your whole house burned down, how much would it cost to cover every single piece of clothes, your glasses, your AirPods, your computer, your charger, your shoes, your dressers, your bed, like Everything and sometimes it can be hard to put a number on that. But when in doubt, get more coverage because if your stuff is worth twenty two thousand and you only got twenty thousand, you're gonna be losing out on some money. But if you get thirty thousand and your stuff was worth twenty two thousand, now you then came up eight racks. So you want to make sure that you're thinking about like how much is my stuff worth when you get renters insurance. When you get home on this insurance, it's calculated based on like how much is your home worth. Again, it's like, theoretically, if my house was to burn down every single part of it, how much would it cost to get every single brick, every piece of wood, every piece of carpet back to get my home the same or better as it was today? A few things is going to be calculated in that is inflation. So materials are going to cost more in the future than they do now. So even though your house might be worth like $400,000, your insurance might be worth four hundred and fifty, dollars just to make sure they have enough for inflation and stuff. And another thing about homeowner's insurance that a lot of people don't know, a lot of times, well, it comes with liability and it can come with medical coverages. So what that means, if your auntie come over your house and trip and break her neck, she can sue you. She can make your homeowner's policy have to pay out her medical benefits. Because she got hurt in your home. So you would be paying. But of course, that's if somebody, whoever in your home would have to pretty much like sue you or like make you do it. But it's very possible. So make sure you have, I know at State Farm, we used to always up the medical limits and up the liability limits on homeowner's insurance. So it comes automatically with, I want to say a lot of times, $100,000. We always told our clients like up into $300,000, you never know what could happen. Period.
1: So, I just wanted to touch on like the different options of homeowners insurance because there are different types. So, you have a HO two, HO three, HO five. They are similar homeowner forms that offer that differ in generosity of coverage. So, your HO four is um, designed for tenants. Your HO six is is for the owners of condo units and coop apartments. And then you have your ho 8 which is a modified coverage that covers loss to the dwelling and other structures based on repair costs. So like Kish was saying, like, it can cover if your aunt come over and she injured herself, it cover her medical expenses, but depending on what type of insurance you have as well, it could also cover getting a hotel, If you need to. Yes. Also, you want to think about the different like dwellings, structures, personal property, the loss of use, and things like that. So hypothetically, you have a detached garage. Hypothetically, you got a tool shed. Is that covered? (laughs) a part of your house because those things are not attached to your home. Technically, it's not attached. It's probably on your property, but it's not attached to your home. So you want to think about those things as well. So -hmm. you want to
0: make sure that you're not just putting in claims left and right because, one, they're going to go up on your insurance costs. Two, they're probably going to deny some of them if it's not worth it. Or three, it just don't make sense. You'll be paying more and how it works with home insurance. Let's say you got some damages to your house that cost like $10,000 and your deductible is $2,000. They're not cutting you a $10,000 check and just charging you on a bank end like, oh yeah, give us $2,000. What's going to happen is they're going to send you a check for $8,000. So if the cost to actually get the roof f- fixed is $10,000 you got to come up with that other $2,000 yourself. So you need to just make sure you're not putting in claims for like petty things. I know some people will ask like, oh, hey, I bust my window out. Can I use my home insurance? And we will have to talk to them and say like, you could, but if the window only $800 and your deductible $2,000, you never going to see no money. Now they just put in a claim for no reason and you're not getting it paid out. I would rather pay more on the front end and then when it's time to get something fixed, I'm paying a thousand dollars instead of two percent of my home cost. If my home a half a million dollars, that's like five thousand dollars. So yeah, you need to make sure you know your deductible. And then a lot of these policies, too. Like people will call us, like, yes, yeah, somebody robbed me, they stole all my money. It's gonna be limits for cash, it's probably not gonna give you more than two thousand dollars in cash. And again, the deductible could be as minimum a thousand dollars. So now you lost $10,000. You trying to get your money back. You only going to get $1,000 back. So you just need to think about, is it worth putting in a claim before you put in a claim, especially, especially, especially for homeowner's insurance?
1: Another pointer to take into consideration, whether you are a renter or a homeowner, is take pictures of mm-hmm. your home because you just never know when something may happen keep receipts of items purchased. Um you can itemize them. You can keep bank statements and things like that. So when they ask for proof of these things, you have the receipts of proof. And then of course it all it automatically shows like the cost of the item. And then not only that, when you are invested in electronics like a laptop or a camera, things like that, go ahead and get insurance on those things as well. So now you double insured. So if something happened to those things, not only are you going to get m- money back from renters of home insurance, but if you have insurance on things that's worth thousands of dollars, you can go ahead and
0: you know benefit from that as well. And don't lie about nothing either, like to try to save money. Because what happens when you get homeowners insurance, we type that address in Google and we pull up the camera and we look at your whole street. We go to the backyard. We're gonna look at everything if you like. Oh, yeah, we got wood or vinyl trying to save some money because you think that's cheaper than laminate or this or that. No, if we can, we're gonna look inside your house. If it's on Zillow, we're gonna look at the pictures the people before you that owned it put up. Like, it's very thorough and it's homeowners insurance. I'm not gonna lie, I hate that more than renters insurance because it's just so much information to put in. I gotta know is your carpet. of your living room, 50% or 80%. Like that's going, every single aspect is going to change the price of your insurance. So just make sure you be honest because we're going to find out. They're going to find out everything.
1: And last but not least, especially living in Georgia, get you some car insurance. (laughs) Get you some car insurance. (laughs) Yes. And if
0: you can't at minimum get liability at minimum. Okay. (laughs) So insurance, what they don't want you to know is highly based on your credit. They don't tell you that. They be like, oh, yeah, it's based on your car, your neighborhood you live in. But you can get in that if you have horrible credit. Or your rate's just going to be super high. And they're going to be like, dang, why my rate's so high? It's something we can't see. It's probably your credit. So it's based on your driving history. We're going to see all your tickets. So again, don't lie. We literally have systems that pull it all up and show your tickets. They show if you got into a car crash before and insurance got paid out. Now I will say a little key, if you got into a crash, but you never used insurance, it's not going to show up. We only going to see the crashes where you have to use insurance. But we're going to see if they paid out $8,000 on your old Nissan that you totaled two years ago, we're going to see it. So they do it based on where you live, Unfortunately, if you live in an area with high crime, your car insurance gonna be more. Period. They do it based on the type of car you have. If you have a luxury car, insurance gonna be high regardless. If you have a like more standard car, it's gonna be lower. I already said driving history. So if you got a bunch of tickets, it's gonna be higher. I want to say those the main factors, but again, that credit that's the hidden factor. What's it called where like you got into a crash and let's say like you killed somebody or something. I forgot. But if you got that, you might have to get a special insurer. Like it's certain things that like most insurance companies not going to insure you for. If you got a DUI, that's what I meant to say. A DUI, you cannot get regular insurance through like a state farm or all state or a GACO. You have to get it's a special type of insurance. I'm forgetting the name right now, but you have to get a special type of insurance and it's going to be super expensive. So just be mindful when like you're trying to risk it versus just getting an Uber. Like your ins- You could get denied for insurance for a long time for that and your insurance can be super high when you do get it. Yeah, those are the main things to be looking out for. People don't understand how insurance works. Insurance is not for your car. The liability aspect is for other cars. So if you want your car covered, if you get into a crash, you need to have full coverage, which means that you need to have comprehensive and collision coverage. Collision coverage is if you get into a crash, they'll fix your car. Comprehensive coverage is if something like a tree fall on your car, it's not a crash, but something still messed up your car, then you'll be covered. So you want the liability just to meet the state requirements. But if you have only liability and you get into a crash and your car gets totaled and the other person car gets totaled, they only paying for the other person car. They not paying for your car. And the last thing I'm going to say too, what is the name of this coverage? So it's the starting coverage. It's like escaping my man right now, but maybe it'll the comments, I start talking about it. It's like the hit and run coverage. If you don't have hit and run coverage, if somebody hits your car, I don't care if you have full coverage. If you don't know the name of their insurance company or they or they license place number or whatever, and it's a hit and run, it's not covered. Like even if you don't have full coverage and you have liability, still get hit and run coverage. Cause then you could just maybe say like it was a hit and run versus you saying, Oh yeah, I hit this person. But I don't have enough full coverage, so I can't get my car fixed. And also, too, my last, last, last tip: If you do like Uber and Lyft and stuff, it's a specific coverage that you need to purchase too. So if you get into a crash while you're in an Uber or Lyft or whatever, and you don't have this coverage, they're not gonna cover it. So yeah, just some things to think about. Like make sure you cover it, make sure you have insurance, make sure you're protecting yourselves. It's gonna make you be a lot more peaceful when you go to sleep at night it's gonna help you to feel like when stuff bad happen you're not gonna freak out as much like when i got into a crash before i sold my car i was mad but i didn't really like i would have been distraught if i didn't have insurance like super Mm -hmm. super super distraught so just make sure that you're thinking about things that could happen ahead of time because it just makes you less anxious when stuff happens now you're not in crisis mode you just like, okay, I just got to call my insurance company. Like, for instance, even with car insurance, like how they have add ons for road roadside assistance. When I was younger, I used to be like, I don't need that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, I just used to think nothing gonna happen to me, like, at all times. But now, my car went start the other day. I ain't even blink twice because I'm like, okay, if I really need to, I could just call roadside for a tow or call them to come charge it up. Luckily, it was just the battery. So I just got a new battery. But Still, it just feels good when you have a piece of mind, like, I already know who to call if this happens.
1: Yes. And also, if you have insurance, like a state farm or something like that, download their apps. They have apps um, that you can download. So if you do need roadside assistance, all you can do is go into the app. If an accident happened, all you got to do is go into the app. Take action. While you're sitting there waiting for that police report come, get out. Take pictures of the car of your car and the other party's car. Get their information, get a picture of their license plate and all those things and go ahead and upload it to the app while you're waiting because you're going to be waiting. (laughs) You're going to be waiting. So you might as well utilize that time to go ahead and upload all the information that you're going to need to upload. And then that also helps you in the long run, because your insurer is going to want that information regardless, and you can already have that information. And then just in case that other um driver lies about something and say their damage was more than what it was, now you have evidence and proof because you did your due diligence by taking the necessary pictures and showing your insurer, hey, this is all that happened. I don't know what they're talking about. Here's the proof. You have it so you can cover yourself.
0: So I'm really glad we had this chat. I hope y'all start to see how important insurance is and how it can be used as a form of self-care. So make sure y'all also go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at 21 Minutes or Less. And then you can follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21,
1: M-I-S-S.
0: Yes. And we're going to see you on the next
1: episode.